welcome back to The Zeitheist, the show that gathers together ingredients for a great new idea and then says, here's one I made earlier. You're listening to part two of our episode on censorship. And now for a seamless transition back to the dialogue. But this is what we're seeing in social media now, this um, this fact-checking marker on, on certain tweets. Yeah, I'm I'm quite happy to see that sort of stuff. Um, in, in some ways, like, because fact-check stuff can be biased yeah. uh, in itself. But I guess, like, when I go on YouTube and there's mention of coronavirus, it'll show at the bottom, like, a little fact thing you can look at about coronavirus yeah and it's not necessarily trying to correct the video it's just telling you what the facts are yeah so if the video is lying to you about something then you can be like oh my right my worry is most people you know the scientific community disagrees with this wacko yeah youtube my worry is that if someone is uh, very intellectual and they know this stuff say there's a doctor that was on on youtube and explaining his viewpoint on coronavirus now if he not necessarily disagreed with the way that the uh, scientific community goes about it but is just putting his viewpoint on it should yeah. that be fact-checked or not because he is obviously a professional he is someone that we could listen to and hear the input of but yeah if they're censored or they're sort of said, told, you know, or the viewers told that maybe you shouldn't listen to this guy, is that a good thing or is it bad? Like, is it good to have the conversation? Well, the thing I was describing was it just shows you some stuff on it. it yeah. So it doesn't, like, give the video, like, a tick or an X or right. whatever. But I'm um, sure, I'm sure YouTube, I... I'm sure YouTube removed, um, coronavirus videos they did yeah i think they've stopped doing that now right from the looks because i remember when i first started watching well when coronavirus started and i was watching tldr news right they couldn't mention the word they had to bleep it out every time because they wanted to be monetized but right um, now i i haven't really seen that on anything so yeah. I think they've changed the rules on it. Right. This this is this is another problem in my eyes because a lot of I'm not sure how new or how old censorship laws are, but I know I I can tell some of them are before the time of social media and and mass information. Yeah. And they're just not designed for these massive platforms with millions of people. Yeah, I mean, they're monopolies. Yeah. It's like these Facebook and Twitter, they're basically like gas and electricity. Yeah. Like, it's an essential service. On that level. But, you know, yeah, they're, they're a public space where everyone goes pretty much. Yeah. This private company has full control of you know, all the data on there. Yeah. And what you can say and not say. Exactly. And what happens when you 
for instance, like freedom of speech, what happens when a, a company or a corporation steps in and says, right, okay, this is not okay, or that is not okay, that is an idea that is not welcome on our platform. Is that yeah. violating freedom of speech or not? And Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Because you wouldn't... You, this question wouldn't even occur to you if you were looking at, like, the opinion pieces in a newspaper. Exactly, and yeah. And you found out that, like... Um, you know, someone saying something homophobic was like their opinion piece was rejected. Right. You wouldn't be like, this is a violation of freedom of speech. Yeah. But when it gets to that huge monopolistic, like, town square level where it's like, you know, you Anyone? get out in the street with your leaflets and a guy in a Facebook uniform comes up to you and is like, you can't be handing these out here. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. But if, if the man with the Facebook uniform owns the town square... Yeah. Are they all right to suppress that? Or are they not? Yeah. It's... Is, is there a point where these platforms get so big, it's it's sort of, okay, this is beyond... Not your control, but you can't you can't hold Facebook or or Twitter liable for some idiot spouting hate speech on their platform because it it's so widespread and there's so many people on there. It's just impossible. I'm not wanting a, a free for all on these platforms. I'm just saying yeah. that it, it becomes very difficult once you get a certain amount of people. Yeah, and. Again, that's an idea that could be abused. Look at like um, the way that the Black Lives Matter protesters have been portrayed, or the Extinction Rebellion, right? As like radical extremists, but people like I, I like, like in in the news, like newspapers. And yeah, stuff. but like I like to say, like Jesus Christ was considered a, a radical extremist oh totally like he, he like hippie communist yeah he really Jesus. went went against the great so it like i say what we consider to be okay now or what we consider to be an extreme view in the future maybe won't be yeah well that's where we need to differentiate radicalism and hate speech right <laughs> like yeah hate there, speech there's there is a distinct difference. If you're attacking a certain group of people or well, a certain idea in that way, then that's not okay. So some groups of people are, like, stuck the way they are, right? Yeah. Like, your skin colour, your sexual preference, your, um, you know, if you're trans or not. Um, right. You can't escape that. But if you're, like... a a guy with uh, a lawnmower that's too loud, you can get a quieter lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, uh, the government could, like, put you on a lawnmower, a quiet lawnmower support scheme or right. something. Right, yeah. So I don't think I would class someone saying very angry things about people with loud lawnmowers no the, the same as someone saying angry things about 
minorities. Right, yeah. Some arguments or some, some viewpoints get so politicised, it's hard to have a conversation objectively, right? Yeah. Um, because people always think you're saying more... Yeah, you know, you're trying to get across more than you're saying. Um, You've got an agenda. Sometimes an objective argument is portrayed as a hateful one because it it is so politicized and so it's such a heated debate. You can't you can't have a constructive conversation about where a certain idea or a certain topic should go. Yeah, but like hate speech is is a lot more narrowly defined than. Um... Than that right like you can imply not hateful things but you're you that's not defined as hate speech hate no. speech is like inciting violence against right um i think generally the definition is groups of people i like to think of i like to define it as like minorities in particular because i don't think saying all white men should die is gonna actually ever really cause any damage to white men. (laughs) But even if it doesn't cause damage, that doesn't make it okay. Well, does it, like, just to say? Yeah. I mean, attacking a certain group of people, saying hateful things about a certain group of people, whether it has consequences or not, shouldn't be okay. I guess... Yeah, like, um... You can't be able to say something and then go, oh, well, no, nothing happened, so it was okay. Okay, yeah, um... I guess what I mean... Uh, to, to add some nuance to my point, because, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I don't think saying all white men should die is necessarily... Um, like has the same implications as like all Jews should die. Right. Like, I think if you said um I I want you to like go out and kill a white man today, you know, that's obviously like calling for it. That I think you would call that hate speech, right? Right. I, I yeah, I, I agree with you though. Like minorities expressing their anger and pain upwards is is generally less a, a violent thing right than um than it going Projecting downwards Projecting it downwards okay yeah because uh minorities are always more susceptible to violence right so i guess that's where i see the gray area right where exactly do you put the line yeah what is, um, what is I mean, speech? I'm I'm probably wrong actually about like saying all white men should die. I, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying that all my white men should die. But I mean, <laughs> if someone says that, you know, it sh- probably shouldn't be like on TV. Yeah, know. but um, that that sort of speech on any sort of group doesn't ha- it, it has no place in society for for any group. I don't think. Yeah. I think these these groups of people always existed, but social media gives them a platform. Um whereas well, before I don't they think did. the the polarization 
of politics in in like the UK and the US and in a lot of places in the world is really or mostly the result of social media. I think it's probably no. a contributing factor, but I think it's general like economic pressures. We've talked very briefly about warnings. I guess I'd want to get into that a bit more. Okay. Um, so a kind of solution, I think, for uh, a lot of the worries people have with, like, lack of censorship, right? Like right. kids being exposed to things yeah. um, that you they shouldn't be exposed to. Um, people, uh, you know, people with, like, uh, PTSD or... Uh, um, what's it called? Where where flashing lights affect you? Like epilepsy. Epilepsy. Thank you. Right. Um. You know when there's triggers for that. You know, a lot of that can be solved with a warning beforehand. Yeah. You know, this contains nudity. Don't show it to kids. This contains rape or, uh. You know. Scenes of a sexual nature sort of thing. Yeah. Or um, flashing images like we, you know, we do a lot of this stuff already, obviously. Yeah. Um, And that sort of, with what we were talking about before, right, with the whole um, context for things. Yeah. When talking about things that are uh, ethically pretty horrid. Like, um, you know, racist stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the problem it should all is... be accessible. You yeah. just have to... There should be, like, something there before you, you get to it, I guess. Yeah, I if think... It's, if it does have those sorts of worries. Like, with, with, the, with the internet, it's hard, because as soon as you give a kid access to the internet censorship sort of goes out the window um, yeah i mean it's kind of impossible to stop people now from looking at what they want to look at right yeah like i mean you can set up a massive firewall in your country and you can send people around uh, a person's house if you like find they've been looking at uh another country's propaganda or whatever yeah you can take them outside and shoot them in the back of the head or like put them in a correctional facility or something but um they've already looked at it you know they've they've got past it using tor or whatever yeah or it's been posted briefly on your government sanctioned uh social media site before it was taken down by your bots so yeah countries where they've implemented their own censored version of the internet is interesting because uh like you say it people do get around that sort of thing and if people like in this country and in america they kind of get very touchy when you talk about um, censoring the internet because people are like see the 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 net neutrality thing you open the doors for that's not just censorship though is it it's um, giving more ability for 
corporations to own and control parts of the internet. You're right, but I think previously, like, it would be a neutral place, like Antarctica. Yeah, the way that we're trying to sell it is that this will give them, or it would have given them more control over, like, uh, people that are involved in, like, terrorism or people planning to do dangerous things basically and it was sort of an excuse or a way in for big corporations to get a hand on it which is why yeah it's the argument against censorship especially on the on the internet you can only go so far before uh, it can easily be abused i think i might be talking out my arse here but um um, censorship can be abused. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I don't think it should be up to the state or up to a corporation what ideas are okay and what aren't. There is obviously uh, examples where certain speech or certain ideas shouldn't be okay. And like, like you said, that's... Um, yeah, but, I mean we've been we've been spending half this podcast like trying to draw those lines. Yeah. But it's difficult, isn't it? It is very difficult. But yeah, most ideas, most information and images should be like freely accessible. Yeah. Well, I think all of it should and some of it should have some some gates and stuff. And yeah. I guess well, okay, but like hate speech should maybe be kicked off but then like you you can't see whether it was hate speech or not right after right. it's been removed I, I so. think if it's i think if it's graphic or uh if it actively hurts another human being yeah then that's not okay like physically mm. if you're t- like straight up torture or rape or um physical abuse it should not uh, have a place in society at all, um, and that shouldn't be on the internet. I don't think it shouldn't be on I any. Guess, um, but it, it it's blurry. But when then it comes sometimes to... you like need that for like legal reasons, you know, like in a case. Right. Yeah. And and as well with like with art and and going back to movies, have graphic depictions all the time. Yeah. Should they be censored or not? It it becomes very, very yeah. tricky. So I, th- I think I think we agree, right? Censorship basically should be as bare bones as possible, if not, like, not really a thing. Yeah, it should be passive. Um, I think yeah. if it's actively trying to shut down certain ideas. Or certain things, then it it starts to step on toes. Yeah, yeah, it gives powerful people the ability to only, you know, encourage certain ideas and discourage other ideas. Right. Which is, I think, inherently undemocratic. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes it can seem quite trivial, like. Like the the whole hashtag free the nipple. Like if women want to show their body on the internet, then let. I don't. Yeah. I don't see why this should be a problem. 
Um, yeah, it's it is strange, isn't it? You can see. I, I I think it. You can draw the line where if whether it's sexual or not. If because you can see a human body without sexual context, I guess. Yeah. Right. I think. Yeah. Um, Kids are gonna see a naked person at some point. Yeah. Um, I think the the times where kids can easily look at adult sexual organs should be very limited you know like yeah in a they can go in a textbook if they really want they can like get past their parents password and like get past the warning on Pornhub or whatever <laughs> you know yeah. but um it shouldn't be easy an easy thing you know no. you shouldn't you don't want to like take a kid to an art museum and see like an erect penis. Yeah. Like they I guess they can see like Michelangelo's David's flaccid one. Right. Cuz it's it doesn't have that same thing to it. Yeah, but ex- exactly. A, a boob is not a sexual organ. No. It you know, you can use it in sex just like you can use a lot of other body parts. Yeah. And it can be a lot of fun, but like, it's not inherently sexual. No. In any way, really. Any more than a male nipple is. Yeah. Do you think social media should be censored to certain age groups, or do you think children should be allowed on on platforms such as Twitter and Instagram and like TikTok, for example? They're all on there. Yeah. Should that be censored? Should there be age hmm. restrictions to certain content? Because, like, it, you, you can go on TikTok and you can see some really um, sexualized, really graphic content. Um, yeah. But it's um, majority, it, it's mainly used by children. I... I'm not sure, like, what my answer would be. Because I guess I'm not sure where you would even exert power with this. Like, I know if I had a kid, um, I'd uh, I'd not really want to give them, like, a smartphone until they're kind of old enough to understand things yeah. a little better right the, 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 and the then, hard thing like, is all, all of their friends you'd want to sort of guide them a bit but yeah all their friends have it that's so. that's where the issue is but i think i think i'd like um a lot of this sort of thing you know barring uh like full-on sex stuff and like really graphic stuff you know 18 plus stuff right Anything below that, um, I think it should be up to uh, parents, guardians' discretion. Yeah. yeah. I I think I'd like that to be how it is because yeah. anything else seems a bit tyrannical, I guess. Yeah. So you you don't you wouldn't say that the responsibility lies to the state or to the platform. It's yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's a family a, issue. Put a for sixteens plus on your 
we haven't done that in years, have we? Fifteens uh, plus on your games and your movies. Yeah. But um, don't like arrest the parents if they show their kids no. the sixteen fifteen but rated movie. I don't. I wouldn't. Know, I wouldn't I'm say there's sure the that's same. Never happened. I wouldn't say there's the same regulation though. Should we? Should we have age recommendations for certain platforms? Hmm. You know. Yeah, I think so. Like, that might be. An I idea. think. Cause well, I mean, Facebook always had one, didn't it? And kids lied about their age. Yeah, you see other pla- like like YouTube has YouTube Kids. Yeah, um, I think it's a good idea to give them their own space and to let them know that it's not always safe or or healthy for them to get no. in on the the crazy shit. No, that's going on. Well, I don't know about you, but like the early internet um, was sort of a wild west. You know, yeah. there was that scandal about like Habbo Hotel that came out. It's just like a pedophile's dream. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but two girls, one cup. Yeah, you know, it it was all it was all there. Um, but because there's so many people on the internet now, we we might really need to think about uh, having age ratings or some sort of. Um, guidance as to what sites kids should be using and what they shouldn't. The problem is it, there's no way to stop them unless unless you're keeping tabs on them. Yeah. And that gets into um, a whole other discussion. Yeah, that gets into our privacy yeah. privacy podcast on the Zeitheist. Yeah, check it out. It's probably out by the time this one gets released. <laughs> uh. <laughs> the the good thing, um, going back to um, countries that have a very censored internet, is that people will always find a way to to get information out there. Um, like like that Minecraft that Minecraft library, you can go. Have you seen that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I I haven't been, but yeah. So <laughs> I know of it. It's got like a room or a wing per country and you can go and read um, news articles and and everything in your native language about your native country that's uncensored yeah um, and can really get news to people which is great because like it's easy to fall into that trap I think of of uh, this this altered truth that people are being given. Yeah, well, like, th- there's plenty of subversive stuff that people in uh, countries like that do, right? Like, um, if you look at a lot of writing in like medieval um, Catholic societies, this is where a lot of my historical research went into. <laughs> you see. Uh, they tend to write like uh with a lot of like winks and nods right the the more the more radical guys right like um the guy who wrote utopia 
like it's hard it's really hard to tell um what he actually thinks about whether it's a good utopia you know it's an actual utopia or right. whether he thinks this society is is broken you know yeah so there there's stuff like that that people do uh, across the world get stuff under the radar yeah and i guess we see it in like hollywood and stuff right like there's you'll see subtext that um criticizes stuff that the executives might not want to criticize right i'm trying to think of like a good example now because <laughs> um, i it becomes interesting when celebrities or certain brands align with uh heavily uh leaks so so the way the nba or um uh other other things have have uh sided with china right and the whole hong kong yeah uh, debate it's interesting to see these american companies side with a what is pretty much a communist regime regime um well a communist dictatorship no, sorry they're, not, they're not capitalists communist, but dictatorship um, right uh they're they're heading more that way they're they're definitely extremely authoritarian yeah, yeah. um sorry not i wouldn't call not... like xi jinping a dictator right but i mean like he's i guess he's working on it yeah he's, <laughs> he's yeah I, to I, get I know what you mean um yeah I, sorry, it's not. It wouldn't be communist at all. But yeah, it's interesting when uh, these companies have a financial stake in a certain in a certain country. They're more likely to align with yeah. them. Yeah. Well, that's the the sort of um, it's globalization, right? It's, yeah. It's modern capitalism is completely global. Yeah. Corporations aren't like, like they were in um, the seventeen hundreds, like the the East India Company, like allied completely with the British Crown, and like the Dutch had their own like um, big trade company and stuff. Right now, they they don't really care about borders. Yeah, and um, I guess the the more powerful they become and the less constraints are on them, yeah. um, the more they are going to do stuff like that, I guess. Yeah. Just like... Yeah. And... The, just bow down to China because China has such a massive market yeah. that they can exert that control. Yeah. It's, it's interesting when you start noticing, like, films, for example, when films are set um, in China or Japan or, or, or Asia, or they have Asian actors purely to get in on that market and, and yeah. no other reason. It's... I wouldn't say irritating is the right word, but it hasn't been done to advance the plot or make a better movie. No, They've just done it to to make it's more a financial money. decision yeah yeah i mean 
that's how Hollywood's always been. I know? suppose so. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just now it's doing it in a way we haven't really seen, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it, it. It's being hijacked by another government that's yeah. not America. Yeah. Something about it just seems very disingenuous. Like I like this whole. Um, totally. Like with social media, um, like big like um, social media companies that are, that celebrate like say Pride Month. Um, yeah, they yeah. all they all turn their icons to the rainbow. Yeah, and Which, then the day it stops being Pride, they switch back. Immediately. Yeah, but like, I I know Bethesda. Um, so Bethesda has like a Bethesda US, Bethesda UK, um, Bethesda China, and they all change their icon to the rainbow logo apart from bethesda iran right which stayed the normal logo and it's like well surely you should align with this fully and not just pick and choose where it yeah, benefits you, you you clearly don't give a shit about gay rights yeah. you give a shit about capitalizing on um people people's opinion of you yeah uh, which sucks. And that's not to say that um, people within Bethesda don't care about gay rights. Oh, like, no. I'm sure yeah. a lot of them do. Yeah. But it's that structure, that corporation, that does not give a shit because it's, it's a machine. Yeah, yeah. A money-making machine. It's it's the argument that, like, should... should Because companies aren't a person. You know, you, yeah. obviously you've got the figureheads, you've got, like, the CEO or whatever, but companies aren't a person they don't have political views or they don't have opinions of anything so should they should they get involved or not um i think it's i mean it's like the right of the people in that company to express their views right but should they do it do it through their business practices right okay uh like i I don't think they should be stopped. Right. And I don't think it's immoral to to do that. No. To like put a pride flag. It's but it is disingenuous. Yeah, yeah. And it it kind of exposes that very fact that it's it's a robot, a money-making robot, and it's just yeah. doing what it can. It's using you know the people within it who care about things right. and the people without who care about things to make more money yeah yeah um and then it it trickles down you get like a lot of um instagram influencers like with the whole with with um with what happened with george, george floyd and everyone posting the the black square yeah you and then like it's it's great to align with that viewpoint that and and stand up and say this isn't okay but surely there's something else that you should be doing this should this shouldn't be a one post thing this should be a fight that you're constantly you're constantly working towards you know well i mean it's it's hard like um again i just find it disingenuous when like for example an influencer posts a black square in a speech but then the yeah, next day has gone back to normal and there's I mean, no mention of it. When you're an influencer, you're a brand, aren't you? Yeah. You know, you're running your own little business. 
and it's a sound financial decision to make. <laughs> I, I know it sucks, but yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, I agree. Like, yeah. um, I guess not everyone can do more than that all the time. Like, yeah, you know, um, even if you really care about Black Lives Matter, you're like going along to like the protests and you're like handing out war bottles or whatever and you're like if you're white you're like making a uh what do they call it like a white shield right uh in front of the people of color so they don't get shot you know right um or bad or whatever yeah yeah you know you you've you've got a life to leave and you got to take care of yourself at the same time and that's an extreme example you know you if you run an instagram you might be like uh i want to support this movement but i've got like a busy schedule or i i don't live in a country where i can do much or something i don't know Uh, or even if you can do stuff you might have like really shitty mental health and you like struggle to get out of bed right, yeah. all you can do is pay, take photos of yourself and that's it yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i am playing devil's advocate a bit here but no it's it's cool don't worry um i, I the conversation is 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 the main point i'm not trying yeah. to i'm not trying to convince you of any sort of sort of viewpoint or something i just want to know what what you you're thinking yeah i mean yeah that that's kind of why we're doing this, right? Yeah. We want to, we want to chat shit. Yeah. And um, you know, hopefully, sort of clarify our own ideas and help each other have better ideas on. This stuff. is it. Some sometimes getting, getting thoughts out of your head, and out of your mouth. Let you look back at them on a certain, on a different viewpoint. You know. Yeah, totally. I mean, we've. I think we've both kind of said things and then be like, hmm, uh, well, actually, yeah, you know, like, you, you, as soon as you get it out, you're instantly like, um, <laughs> yeah, do I, I suppose this, this could do with some tweaking. Yeah. But do I truly think as strongly as I do on this certain topic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because you, you think you, you stand for something and you, you get it out and you're like, oh, actually, like, I can see a counter to this and, I can see it from this angle, which is interesting. Yeah, but it just yeah. it just takes someone, uh, someone to coax it out of you. Um, oh, and I had the thing about um, the Tories uh, getting a level two media freedom alert from the Council of Europe. Oh. Yeah, uh, recently, the other day. Um, because they uh, they said we no longer deal with your publication to um, declassified UK right um, because they one of their reporters asked what sort of angle do you take on the war in Yemen right just like apparently that was a deal breaker oh for the government <laughs> we're just not going to talk about it and we're not going to talk to you so um yeah bit of a human rights abuse what i was going to say it was funny 
seeing um, the Chinese diplomat when we showed the who was on the news, right? We showed right. him the picture of those people being loaded onto trains. And we were like, "What is this?" And he, he said, "What What are you talking about? I can't I can't see the screen." <laughs> Did you see that? No. Yeah. So it, it was Sky News or something. I think. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Sky just occasionally does cool stuff. Yeah. Not very often, but occasionally they just do something else. So, Whoa, yeah. nice. So Ch- China is being, being accused of loading these people up onto trains. And yeah, the Uyghurs, the, yeah. the Muslim minority. So, and Sky News had this, like, drone footage of these people being loaded up onto trains, and they were blindfolded. And you can see yeah. it. You can see it in the video. Fuck. Uh, it's so third right isn't yeah, it that? it's it's terrifying um, but yeah we, we, they got like this, the chinese diplomat uh on the, on like on an interview and they they sat him down and they showed him this video and they were like what is this and he was like i don't know i can't see it i can't see the screen but it was massive yeah it was like blown up on like the whole wall and he was it's like, I don't. What he'd been told to say. Yeah. And it's it's Do interesting seeing seeing people that have to censor themselves in a in a in a society that is a censor, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it's mean, interesting to see well, they react because they must do that a lot, like deny things, right? Yeah. Like, wasn't it like, the... even if they're confronted with it? Wasn't it the World Health Organization? Oh yeah, this is it. Uh, World Health Organization advisor, advisor, Dr. Bruce Allenwood, appeared to end a Skype call with producer Yvonne Tong last month after she asked whether the UN body would reconsider Taiwan's bid to join. Oh, this was it. It wasn't on Hong Kong. I'm sorry. Oh, Taiwan. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So they 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 rejected their bid to join the World Health Organization, and this woman was like. Are you oh, gonna yeah. reconsider? And he was like, uh, "I'm sorry, you're breaking up. I can't. I can't hear what you're oh. saying." Because apparently they did very well, didn't they? They, they had like, um, uh, early knowledge of COVID, and like they figured out ways to deal with it. Right. And WHO was like, not really talking to them. Oh, well, that sucks. Um, I mean, citation needed again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the vague story. So yeah, I guess um, I guess Yemen is is our uh, Hong Kong. <laughs> oh. But I mean, at least with Yemen, you've got some plausible deniability, right? Like, oh, it's the Saudis doing it. Right. Yeah, you're you're sending. Um, you're training the Saudis to do it and sending them guns and planes. Yeah. But you're not actually doing it yourselves. You're not well, giving the command. This this is the world now, isn't it? Instead of like big superpowers going to war, they each fund cities, uh, countries that are going to war. It's like proxy wars. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, nuclear annihilation. Yeah, so to... Un- they just wreck other countries instead of wrecking their own. Which yeah. 
is is awful. But just... I mean, in a way, it's sort of back to normal, like um, just colonialism, some more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's colonialism without the ownership. Right. Yeah, neo-colonialism. The neo-colonialism they call it, right? Right. Like, I guess the the joint um, forces of military intervention or or military poking using other countries, yeah, and uh, economic exploitation. Yeah, and then you get onto the whole like uh, the military industrial complex, and yeah, that could be a fun episode. Ooh, um, it could. Yeah. It really could. This is the problem when you get, like, these... Th- like, like with the with the Third Reich and the Holocaust. They, yeah. They built uh, an economy. They built an industry around killing people. Um, yeah. When I went to Berlin, and I, I did these walking tours and stuff, the guy was like, because so many so many people's jobs and so many people's income just depended on um, depending on killing people it never would have ended they would have they would have killed the Jews and then they would have gone after the Slovaks and then yeah the Slavs yeah uh, the Romani well they already were like the Romani were in the same concentration camps as the Jews yeah so uh, but yeah like Gay people, and then when you're done with them, yeah, I don't know, just people um, that were disabled, straight people who were slightly gay, uh, <laughs> yeah, and slightly you, femme. You see it a lot in modern day, not to the same extent, obviously. Like going back to meat, like there's obviously so many people's livelihoods that depend on the the production and the slaughter of animals that. They just want to keep it going. Yeah. You know the same with the same with a lot of things, plastics. Yeah. Um, coal. Coal. Yeah. Oil. Yeah. Um, if people are making money out of it, they're gonna want to keep making money out of it, even if it is destroying the planet or destroying people's lives or is grotesque. Yeah. Which is why you you want. You don't want to run your society on making as much money as possible. Yeah, and that is a that is an episode. That's another episode. On its That's own. several episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm happy with with where we've gone and um, yeah. what we've talked about. It was a good one. I enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to. Our pod cast <laughs> and and question mark. Sorry, did I ruin it? <laughs> no, 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 no. I I gave another. Oh, and I gave another oh, word for you to oh, piggyback on. Okay, off. here we go. Here's my next word. Have a good week. Week month. Year, I don't know, life. Dear listener, thank you very much for listening. I hope you had a good time. As much of a good time as I did. And 
hopefully we'll catch you next time. Do, 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 do. The Zeitheist. Zeitheist. Woo! <laughs> I would woo louder, but my mum's gone to bed. 